What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Everybody, it is the Daily Ticket, Fox Sports Radio, the Gambler on a Tuesday, and what a glorious Tuesday it is in the Delaware Valley. As always, Sean Brace, John Jansen, and John. No, I'm not lying because, of course, people are probably sick and tired of us talking about Vegas. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm no, still making it, memes about uh, Vegas. It's, all right, it's okay. That's what Vegas will do to you the first yeah, time. It really, what? That's all my mind can think about because I don't have the capacity to think about anything else. Like my brain is just a, not. It's foggy still. No, it is a good Tuesday because of what we saw take place at Citizens Bank Park last night. And boy, the bats just continue to mash. Uh, I got some numbers that's going to back up one of the questions that I had yesterday for Luke Arcaney, whether or not that number that the Phillies still have two more games to set for the most home runs in a month. They are approaching the most ever for a baseball team in a month. I'll give you the numbers on those. And uh, it did back up what I was thinking, like this number could uh, fall next year. But bottom line is the Phillies are now 15 games over 573-58 with a big-time dub over the Angels. And Trey Turner hit two home runs. Uh, Giolito, not the best matchup for that talented lineup across the board the boys were mashing and Bryce Harper might have killed somebody in the right field seats <laughs> he might have killed somebody that was yeah that was uh that was a missile but I mean it's it's the same thing right it's home runs it's guys that needed to get going getting going still I mean it's it's everything I and man this Bryce Harper that we're seeing here isn't it oddly reminiscent of the one last year in the playoffs that was carrying them to a World Series? Because we can say all we want about pitching and, you know, Ranger Suarez and Zach Wheeler pitching well and all this stuff about the Phillies and on the way to the postseason. And obviously there were some, some other factors than just one player. But the reason why they got there was Bryce Harper had one of the greatest postseason runs I've ever seen in my life. In my yep. lifetime, one of the greatest postseason runs. And he looks like that guy again. <laughs> like you know, again, looks like that guy where he's hitting, mashing a bunch of home runs in a small amount of time and carrying them to a bunch of wins. It's it's oddly reminiscent. It's funny where we go back and have some of the conversations that we had earlier this year, and and I said hand in the air that I just wasn't sure that the pop would return this year. This year, I just thought, okay, it's not looking like it. Is he all of a sudden going to start mashing balls in August or September? I put my hand in the air. I got that wrong. I did not expect to see what we're doing right here. I just going off of what was earlier. I just thought that you know he's going to hit for uh, you know inside the gaps and and of course base hits and still be just a terrific ball player, but just the power is not going to be there. 
boy, was I wrong. That might have been the hardest hit ball all year. I would be curious to know from the numbers, the analytics, all that. I, I don't know if I've ever seen a harder hit ball. Like, it was home run derby-esque. <laughs> It was majestic, but you're, we had to wait for all of that though. It's not like you were wrong in that assessment. You know, earlier Bryce Harper didn't look like he was going to have power and we've seen with injuries, it can take a while for guys to get that back. And then with Trey Turner, it was the first year and we've seen all the numbers with the first year. So, you know, in, in the back of my mind, it's like, okay, maybe it could get better for Trey, but this might just be a bad year. So there were a lot of things that just, I needed to, we all needed to see first. And I, I think that was important with the Phillies because if it didn't, that was just going to be a concern. And even if they got into the playoffs, it was going to be a, well, they're just not the same team. But this is, this is now exactly what we needed to see. And this is now the moment where you can start betting the Phillies on the futures market because I'm, I'm sure you could have gotten a way better price before, you know, probably could have gotten like a, a 10, 11 to one number, whatever the case may be, you know, some crazy number to win the National League. But it wouldn't have mattered because I think you needed to see it first, at least some of some of what the, the Phillies needed, like Trey Turner and Bryce Harper. Now that it's happening, I think you can go all in on the Phillies again for the National League. They're not only one of the teams that can compete against the Braves and Dodgers, they might be as good. I mean, the record's starting to show for itself now. The Phillies are 15 games over 500 after an abysmal start to the season. 15 games over 500. Wheeler looks amazing. Nola looks very good in his last couple of starts. The lineup looks back. You know, all of, all of that to me, is comparable to what the obviously Braves one of the best lineups I've seen. Their starting pitching isn't that good. Like their starting pitching isn't um, unbeatable, and the Dodgers' starting pitching is is close to the same thing. Like why aren't the Phillies considered that close to the Braves and Dodgers? So in my mind now, now that they have gotten back to a place where I think they are very good, I don't think the num- the number reflects how good the Phillies are still though. Like I don't think it, it reflects now what they are. It, mm, meaning the whole season, as far as that total record is concerned. No, not the the total record yet, but the the futures number as well. Oh, gotcha. Sorry, sorry. For the yeah, national, yeah, you're right. Yeah. So I'm looking. It's funny. I was just looking that up because if I'm not mistaken, back. they're way behind, aren't they? Still, plus six fifty. It's down to plus six. Wow, to down to plus six fifty to win the national league. Okay, that's moving. Well, it was, it was that's plus seven hundred. Plus seven hundred last week, right? Yeah. And then and it was plus seven fifty uh, before that. I saw too. Yeah. I mean that yes. that number's been moving, so maybe and, and, maybe it's now or never. <laughs> and it will that. continue to come down. You're yeah. right. And then one of the other numbers that have always something that we've talked about a lot on this show here is the yes or no to the playoffs. That's now up to minus thirty five hundred for the Phillies in the playoffs on the yes. Yeah, I, I mean they're. <laughs> amazing right and that there are how many games because uh, i think all the wild card teams except for the giants lost although the wild card teams in contention uh and the giants were the only ones that won the rest lost so the phillies made up even more ground and they're going to get the top seed in the wild card but yeah i mean that's a significant gap braves plus 155 dodgers plus 190 and the phillies plus 650 that number to me should be closer. Like there's, there's too much of a gap there. I think the Brewers are rightly priced because the Brewers don't have the lineup. Brewers lineup is terrible. So nine to one, even where they are relative to the Phillies, that's good. The Phillies need to be closer to that next tier than they are the Brewers, um, which really are the, the only team because the Cubs, the Giants and the Diamondbacks all well behind at, uh, 20 to one and greater. So I think the Phillies should be, look, Plus 650 is still a decent number. It's funny how that's moved a lot in the past week, week and a half. 
but I'm thinking the Phillies of plus 650 still is, is a good number. I mean, they Absolutely what what's what's is. to tell me they aren't the Braves and the Dodgers expect because Trey Turner it's Trey Turner's best month is this month, August. Yeah. And so I it's got the n- numbers in front of me. It's 25 and 24 games between him and Harper. <laughs> uh Harper's batting 360 in the month of August, Trey Turner oh. 313. Uh doubles give me doubles more. eight. Home runs, eight, Harper, seven, Trey Turner. RBI, 21 for Harper, 20 for Trey Turner. That's all in the month of August, 25 games. So it's all of their best players. And look, maybe this could be seen as all these guys are playing well and this is the peak of what they'll be, and maybe. But I think this is closer to what they are as players, especially Harper and Turner. And it's no mistake that in this month, they have been one of the best hitting teams, if not the Best hitting team in all of baseball in the month of August. They are up there with the the Braves. They are up there with the Dodgers. And their pitching still has been good. They've gotten good starting pitching. In fact, better from Nola. And their bullpen just got Jose Alvarado back, and Alvarado looks good. So their bullpen and pitching overall has always been close. It's the lineup that hasn't been close to the Braves and Dodgers. Now, in this month, when finally guys look like themselves... They are like they are competing with the Braves and Dodgers on that level now. So to me, they're yeah. I mean, they're 100 percent there. They're 100 uh, percent with the Dodgers and the Braves in the National League. And, and the number needs to reflect that better. Yeah. As far as the uh, you saying levels, just to let you know, are you are you hot? You coming in hot? Just wanted to text no, you just for you. Oh, yeah. I'm always coming in hot, Brace. I know you're all right. I just want to make sure that uh, we're no, not we are, over there no, on the back no, side. We are good. Um, so here's the deal. Look. Phillies again, back at it. Uh, I didn't go outside yet. I don't think we have anything to worry about <laughs> Rangers yet. But uh, Lorenzo, I haven't gone outside yet. No, I haven't been outside. That's usually that's usually my line. What are you talking about, Bryce? Haven't haven't been able to get outside just yet. Wasn't sure about the weather. I just know that I remember somebody saying something to me on Sunday that the weather was looking bad for this series. Twenty one percent chance to rain. No, I don't want to try that for free. Tomorrow, 43% chance for free. We will be in the building. Of course, Thursday and Friday as we roll into the Labor Day weekend. Great. But yeah, so right week- now, uh, I just do, do want to lay out some numbers. The Phillies runs created plus in the month of August, plus one, or they are 136, which is only behind Seattle, which Seattle has been nuts, by the way. Uh, I think you were the one kind of calling Seattle a little bit here. And so that is a team to look out for. Well, there. but hang on. Let's just be honest with where we are at that. The, the, I was disappointed in the beginning of the season. I think a lot of us Very were. I always thought yeah. that they were better. Julio Rodriguez is the catalyst, and 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 he is another one that's having an unbelievable month of August. 13-game hit streak, career best. Another Jack, I think, three straight games at a home run. Dude is as dialed in as it gets. Uh, there's a lot of great hitters in the league, man. We're talking about professionals. We're talking about best of the bets, Mookie Betts, Freeman, Julio Rodriguez, Bryce Harper, Trey Turner. There's just some great, great hitters in this game. And I got goosebumps talking about it because we're going to go see one of the better ones. I know. Shohei it's amazing. And baseball's in a very cool. good place right now. With even the rule so changes. Too. I think the rule changes worked in their favor. Everything is everything is, is kind of going well right now for baseball. It goes really well when your team is playing well. So that's that's that why too. we got a lot of juice here in Philly. <laughs> but anyways, today, 6.40 p.m. first pitch. You got Lorenzen on the mound, minus 155. Tyler Anderson getting the start for the Angels at plus 130. Nine and a half is your total on that one. And again, protect the bank. Uh, uh, yesterday, I, I just don't look at that as a fluke. I, I, I think that this team is going to go out there and put up some numbers again today. Why not? Yeah, why not? I think the lineup is is trustworthy at this point. And, yep. man, look at – I don't know if you can look at Trey Turner home runs again. I wouldn't do that. But 
you know, look at Bryce Harper. Uh, Kyle Schwarber, maybe in this matchup. I got to look a little bit more into lefty, the pitching lefty, matchup here. You'd be comfortable but in Tyler, that one? But Tyler Anderson, I would have to check his splits this year. He hasn't been good, and I think he, he is susceptible to a home run. But I would have to check the splits and if he's doing well this year against lefties. Uh, not too not too differential splits, righties and lefties, with Tyler Anderson. So, I mean, Kyle Schwarber, I mean, he had a bad game yesterday, but he can come back. Yeah, look, look at all those bats. Uh, Alec Bohm, Alec Bohm's still hitting very well. So Alec Bohm, yep. Bryce Harper, Kyle Schwarber, all those guys I'm all in for. Play them all. Tyler Anderson, 5-5 five and five on the season, 5.35 ERA. Uh, the last outing against the Reds, three hits, uh, four runs, one earned, and four and two-thirds. He's also 4.66 and five career starts against the Fightins, two and one in those starts. So a little something there. Again, Lorenzo, though, um, he actually does have history, of course, with the Detroit Tigers. Only one start, though, in his final outing versus Detroit this year. He was, uh, he tossed five innings, the three run ball and a six nothing, uh, a six nothing loss. And that was back on July the 27th. So, uh, interesting stuff there. All right. Let's just do this, though. Again, we are all over it and, uh, the Phillies are the hot item. That is for sure. I want to get over to the Atlanta Braves, though, and what we saw yesterday. Again, if you listen to this show, we steered you in the right direction. We knew that Acuna was going to have a big day, and he did exactly that. Bounce back. And what did the market do as far as the NL MVP? It flipped. And Come I, I just—it's wild. It's wild that one game can do that. Like it's just so crazy to me. So yesterday, the question was: Is now the time to take plus money on Ronald Acuna Jr.? I thought Luke Arcani laid it out perfectly because if he's dealing with history and you start to see those numbers at the end of the year, the voters—you put yourself in the mind of the voters—you're not going to say no to that. Steals another base yesterday, goes yard yesterday. I think he was four for five total. Got gets tackled. I mean, Mookie Betts isn't getting tackled by fans for pictures. He's like Ronaldo out there. It's incredible. And now he's minus 130 for NL MVP. I'll even go as far to say it's still worth the play right now. I think it could be because, you know, you've been seeing that number, what, uh, 2,000 minus mm-hmm. 2,000? You know, you've been seeing some pretty high numbers. I think you're right. Look, plus 115, that was that was a great number. And so now that it's moved so much, uh, it's still kind of tough to take it. But the thing is, you're right. This is a voter-based award. And I just, I haven't seen the conversation at all yet because I, I, I think still... In voters' minds, you know, maybe Mookie Betts was making it a discussion, and that's why you get the line a little bit closer for Ronald Acuna Jr. to Mookie Betts. But I haven't heard the conversation enough to warrant the flip because I still think in everyone's minds it was, uh, yeah, Ronald Acuna Jr. not maybe his best couple games, best couple weeks, but he was still thought to be the MVP. One game, if it takes one game for that to happen, then. How, you know, how strong of a favorite was Mookie Betts? He was never that strong of a favorite. So you're right. I mean, if it's flipping that much just off of one game and Acuna goes on some kind of tear here in the next week, week and a half, which by the way, that's what happens. Things fluctuate. This wasn't the best, uh, probably month for Ronald Acuna Jr. I would even not say month because he was good this month, just a couple of weeks. And then. Yeah. It all flipped. So now he could go in the next couple of weeks back to what he was. He can have his OPS over 1,000 again. He has a 30 home run, 60 stolen base season, and he wins the MVP easily. So, uh, yeah, minus 135 is not a bad number because you're right. It's just Mookie, was he ever really that strong of a favorite? And was he ever really in this conversation? He's, start, he's starting to at least get interest in this conversation. Like, we're talking about Mookie bets now, but this still feels like 
Ronald Acuna's award? Well, you know, it goes back to, and I forget the, the stunad that I was going, uh, I was arguing with. There's this guy on social media who's got a really big following. Stop you if you heard that before. But I'm like, <laughs> I'm talking like 85,000. Whoa. Big baseball head. Whoa. Yeah. Big time baseball head. Analytical nerd. All that. And last year, it was, was it Shohei? I forget what it was, but it was a, or no, it was Judge. I forget what it was. Something along those lines. It was lines. probably along the lines of a Judge Otani conversation. It was just an award. It was one of those awards. And I'm like, my guy, that's been wrapped up literally since May. And he has this line where he's like, gambling doesn't dictate how these awards are given away. I'm sorry. Right? Like, I, I hate to say that he's wrong. But he is wrong. Is he wrong 100% of the time with that saying? No. But I would go as far as to say like 85, close to 90%. I can gauge on who's going to win just based off the odds throughout the course of the season. Yes, books don't want to lose. Correct. Right? It's not rocket science. And to your point, I don't think Mookie, like, again, Mookie had a great month of August. So did Ron or like Acuna is not going to disappear. So like, was it ever a good play to take Mookie bets? In my opinion, no, no just because of no, one month, this no. is a season long award. Ronald Acuna Jr. Barring any injury and a complete over 60 to shut down the season in the final two or three weeks of the season. He's going to be your national MVP. And that's why I feel really certain, really good to even tell people right now at minus 130 on DraftKings Sportsbook. Take it. Don't think twice about it. Yeah, and don't compare it to bets. Just compare the number to where it's been. I think that's what you need to compare to because Acuna's, you know, it's not like he's really gone that far down. He's been great, as you just said, and it's probably going to get better because there was a bit of a lull. But you're comparing that minus 135 to the minus 2,000 he had like a month ago. So, yeah, minus 135 compared to those numbers, you're still getting a very good number. So I'm with you. I still think it's worth it. I, again, it, it was a great number of plus 115, like an amazing, amazing, amazing number that I, I think anyone should have taken uh, if they could. But minus 135 is still one that you can take. Well, I, I mean, to me, for, for that to stop, I mean, once you get to maybe $2 there, minus 200, minus 250, then we're talking again close to what Acuna's been all season and could probably just balloon from there. But for right now, it's not. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash Boost by Tax Day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. I just am losing my mind over that because I, I'm not one of these guys that wants to come out here and say, no, you're wrong. And, and I know more, but it's just so easy for you to understand. And I guess maybe if you don't, if you're not a guy that's in, in, in this world that we are, and we are so committed every single day, viewing the odds, knowing the numbers up and down, how they fluctuate through 160 or 120, wherever we're at right now. I think we're at 130, actually. Um, you know, like it's not hard to understand where we're at. And, and that was, that was the books throwing the lure into the water. And it really if was. You wanted, if you wanted to take Mookie bets at minus 130 yesterday, God bless you. God bless you. All right. Um, How is anything? It, you know what's funny to me is that Bryce Harper is one of the ones on the board. 
So it's Acuna, Betts. Not, I mean, he's a very, very long shot, but it's just funny that there's only seven names on the board, and somehow one of them are Bryce Harper. You know, he's having. If he continues throughout the course of 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 September doing what he's doing, like, is he going to get votes? Is he about to get MVP votes? Not for like the 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 top MVP spot, but obviously they could. Yeah, could rank them. Sure. You know, Freeman's got to be up there because oh, of what free, he's yeah, doing. Oh, yeah, Freeman for sure. How many, but how many Braves? Like, could you put Bryce Harper in front of all the Braves that need to be? Like, Olsen's absolutely Olsen, getting MVP yep. votes. You know, yep. um, I, I would say it wouldn't shock me because, look, Bryce Harper won it last year, came on late, look what he's doing, That's and, of course, crazy. at the right time, at the right time. But I mean, mean, you want to look at some of the numbers. He's top 10 in OPS so far this season, ninth in batting average. So obviously he doesn't have the accumulated numbers. He only has 13 home runs and 52 RBIs. But the other numbers are are close, close enough that you would be in the discussion. It's just, yeah, the the accumulated numbers are not going to be anywhere close. This is where you see him on the on the board there. Quickly over to the Eagles. They're making their cuts today. Is there anything on your mind? Because I am seeing Devin Allen got released um greg ward greg ward has been around for a very long time yeah so i don't have much thank you i'm just interested as far as what this 53 is going to look like yeah devin allen uh uh, mark garofalo had it or mike garofalo had it uh so that was one that we were definitely looking at like whether or not they were to go roll with him uh special teams uh but it's not looking like that will be the case and I don't view it as a mistake. Again, what type of returns are we seeing this day and age as far as, um, you know, in, in the NFL when special teams are there? It's not really all that much. I, again, I would like to keep the better guy here, but, you know, I, I just don't view it as a mistake for the Eagles that they would release McCovey. McCovey? Or, uh, Gosh, no, 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 no. it was like, wait, we, we back to baseball? <laughs> yeah, McCovey no, no. Cove? <laughs> Covey. <laughs> Covey, yeah. They're keeping Britton Covey, who is going to be returning. Well, they're cutting, they yeah, it's like, yeah. what, they're cutting him and probably going to bring him back in the practice squad, and he'll get called up for punt returns, most Correct. likely. Yeah. Again, nothing there for me on that one, but, you know, something that we'll God, be paying attention off to with Covey. Three. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, McCovey Cove talking baseball. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's like, get out of the get college. Why do we get the Giants? <laughs> Let's talk some college football here. Let's get on over to what we got going on. And of course, we got. Are we games. allowed to talk college football? They don't yeah, even right. do it on the college sports station. You know, are we Tell allowed to do it? From Thursday to Monday night, uh, college football will be front and center for all of us. And uh, as far as I'm concerned, with the Thursday night games, you know, there's some pretty good ones. There's definitely one that has my attention above most. What are you looking for for Thursday night? I wonder what game has your attention above most. Yeah. I wonder which one. It's going to be a pretty big one. Yeah, Utah, Florida. And I'm I'm coming into the season liking Florida more than a lot of people. But this is a tough game because you have, you're on the road and you have veteran quarterback in Cam Rising who was in like his 15th season with Utah and Kyle Whittingham has just done an excellent job again in building that roster the way he wants. But always what's the difference maker is Cam Rising. And Rising has been the difference for them since he's been there. And now that they have a quarterback that can sling it a little bit, 
you know, they should be fine against teams like Florida, who could. Florida's going to score. Florida can play uh, a little bit rougher of a game because Utah usually straight-up defense, physical team. Florida can play that game, though. So the difference now with Utah is that they can actually sling it around and they don't have to be a physical team. They can finesse a little bit, uh, which has been um, different from previous teams. So I think Utah's probably the right way to look at this game. I want to look at Florida just a little bit more to see if I can find an underdog here, but there's uh there are some trends to suggest, you know, home favorite, especially one that's, you know, a touchdown or more uh, the, that they end up covering and winning in these situations. So it's a little tough to take Florida. Last year 29-26, the Gators got the best of Utah at the Swamp, as we pointed out this one going back up to Utah here. Anthony just, Richardson. Yeah, that what was the game. first one. I'm looking forward to see what Graham Mertz does, though. I want to see if he's a better spot for the system with the Gators. You know, I don't really, I, I don't believe that, but you never know. Is he more comfortable in this spot? Because going up to Utah, that is not going to be easy to go up there and come away and get a victory. I just don't look at it like that. But if you made me make a selection right now, I might go with the the road team here. I really might just roll with the with the Gators. I've been on this one. I've been thinking about it. That's why I want to <laughs> I want to cross my T's and uh, dot my eyes when it comes to the Gators roster and figuring them out because I do still like the roster. Uh, Trevor Etienne too and Montrell Johnson, those two running backs. I mean, they have a great running back duo, and so they're they're going to be able to run the ball. I think even against Utah, they're going to be big and physical up front. So I, I I like this my the, I like this Florida team because of that. Hurts Mertz though is is the one where you kind of you you get a little worried because some of the things he did in Wisconsin were troubling and why he's not there anymore. But it is different. So even if he was at Wisconsin now, I would feel a lot better because Wisconsin's offense it was old school. It was I still I formation under center a lot. They're not going to spread out. It's going to be a lot of two wide receiver sets, maybe some two tight end sets thrown in there as well for Wisconsin. They don't, I mean, they, they have decent receivers at times, but this is, they're, they're not a spread offense, at least for what it was with Paul Chris. Now it's changing, obviously, with uh, Luke Fickle there. But it's, it's different with Florida. You have a lot of playmakers on the outside, and things are going to be spread out a little bit more. Does that help for somebody like Mertz? It's up to six and a half, or down to six and a half. It was eight and a half. It did open at eight and a half, of course, when these numbers came out. Utah, home favorite, six and a half. This game is kicking off at 8 p.m. Thursday night. 45 and a half is your total in that one. And, man, if Florida does go up there and lose this game, which could very well happen, of course, in the eyes of the odds makers, that's what they're saying. It's just another uh, – that's a tough start for a big-time season for the Gators. Well, yeah, right? on I the mean, road at Utah, and then, you know, you have McNeese, which is easy. And then after that, right away, Tennessee. So you go straight into an SEC game in a couple of weeks and you have to face one of the better teams potentially in the SEC. Now that'll be interesting because who knows what Tennessee is going to look like at that point. You know, we, they, they may be considered not a top 15 team. They may be considered otherwise after a few games because they are moving on from a lot of pieces like Jalen Hyatt and Hendon Hooker. Uh, but I, I do like Milton a lot. But yeah, it's it's just Tennessee could be different at that point. But yeah, two of your first three games are against top fifteen opponents, and one of them is on the road. That's not easy. 
Talk to me about Nebraska and Minnesota. This is going to be on Fox on Thursday night at 8 p.m. Florida and Utah is a ESPN kick, so of course everybody's going to have money on both of these games. Um, it is looking like on DraftKings Sportsbook, the Gophers are seven-point favorites against the uh, Matt Rule's uh, Cornhuskers here. 43.5 is your total on this one. Is uh, PJ and company rowing the boat to a seven-plus point victory in game one on Thursday night in your opinion? Yeah, PJ avoided the Northwestern style of offseason, but he did have a bit of a tumultuous offseason. So, P.J. Flex not coming into the year, I think, you know, feeling that great and his roster, uh, dealing with a new quarterback because they move on from Tanner Morgan, who finally is out of college football. Um, they're move on. Gosh, his name I'm always going to get wrong. Kaliakmanis, Kaliakmanis, something like that. The best attempt you're going to get. He's starting. I don't think he's any good. He played a few games last year. I think, what, 111 attempts, 54% uh, completion percentage, three touchdowns, four picks. It's not really been that good for Minnesota, especially throwing the ball. It was great a few years ago when you had Tanner Morgan throwing to Tyler Johnson and I'm forgetting Rashad Bateman, you know, two of the best wide receivers in college football at that time who were just torching a great Penn State secondary at the time. They haven't really gotten to those heights again, and they actually continue to decline. I think this could be the biggest decline we see from P.J. Flex's team with Minnesota. The problem is here, is Matt Rule going to work this year with this current roster? You know, was Scott Frost more of just scheme wasn't good? Was he not able to manage games well or was this a roster problem and I don't want to bet on that it seems like they got some players they did bring in Jeff Sims too from Georgia Tech and he was a solid player Uh, so Matt Rule has at least got a decent quarterback that has a lot of experience so you can give that a check to Nebraska they have the more experience and I think the better quarterback it's just everywhere else how does it fit because Matt Rule doesn't do the same thing Scott Frost did it's probably going to be a huge different personnel change and he's going to bring in a lot of different players in what Scott Frost is bringing in so how quickly is that all going to acclimate and even though I I, I do not like Minnesota I think Minnesota is probably going to have maybe a four or five win year I think they miss a bowl game all that stuff but is that worth betting against Minnesota in week one against a Nebraska team that I just I can't trust in this spot? I have no idea what they are and what they will be. Yeah, there's a lot. And what I would say is we know that Colorado definitely fits this mold with a complete overhaul of brand new players. And apparently Nebraska has 63 players who were not in Lincoln last year. Six, three. Yeah. So like. That is just madness. And if you want me to sit here and make a play, that's just guessing. I, of course, I, I think that Minnesota's the better team. But given seven, though, it's the ultimate equalizer, as I always say, the point spread here. You know, I'm a big Matt Rule guy. He's successful in college. I know that the juices are going to be And I think there. he the will be successful be in Nebraska. I think he will be. Oh, he will be. Oh, guaranteed. But I don't have to put my money where my math, mouth there, is though. there at week one. Um, Correct. How long? Yeah, he won't well, be there long. If if he is successful at Nebraska, money will pour in there. It's not like Nebraska won't get a following. Now, is there going to be a, a top fifteen program that plucks him, which could happen? Yeah, but you go down to the SEC. Who it's an SEC team that would go yeah, and I guess scoop him up. Florida, but what's the difference? At least recently, between Florida and Nebraska, or it's too- or or if Texas craps to bed like they're going to this year. 
And oh, that's going to be yeah, that's going to be huge. And then next thing yeah. you know, Matt. Wait, did you say they someone. are going to crap the bed this year, Texas? Did you just say that? Did you just? Wow. Okay. Not not a believer in Quinn Ewers and the Longhorns. I'm not a fan of Sark. I'm not a fan of him at all. And, I, and I I wasn't a fan of that hire, but I've liked what I've seen. They could they should have beaten Alabama if it wasn't for Quinn Ewers getting hurt and, and Hudson Card coming in. I mean, they had to, yeah. to start a lot of games with Hudson Card at quarterback, which now I think he's at Purdue, and he's in a pretty good spot there because I know Purdue's kind of spreading things out with a spread offense, so Card might do well. But Card wasn't ever going to to win a bunch of games for Texas while Ewers was out. And Quinn's in his third season. He got to play last year. He he hadn't played at all in his college football career until last year, I think, or a couple of years. I forget when it was because he got into college early, and then he was at Ohio State, had the transfer at Ohio State. So it's been like a long journey for Quinn to get where he's at now, but he has the season under his belt, and he's a third-year third year college player. So this guy should at this point be developed enough you know, we might see the best year from Quinn, and we might see the prospect that we were kind of all talking about with the mullet a few years ago. Well, it, no ex- excuses, and if he doesn't get the job done, oh no excuses! You're right. This is it. This is the team. He's cool. You got to do He's it. Cool. Yeah. And maybe it doesn't matter that Arch Manning's like waiting Rule. in the wings. All all no. you think about is, well, you didn't do it well with one quarterback, so why am I thinking you're going to do it well with the other? So no, yeah. this and, is it. And every every year is Texas back. I will agree with you. They should have beaten Alabama in that early afternoon kick last season, but you know, I, they got to prove it to me, and I'm not buying what everyone's trying to sell me again. On Texas. Anyways, uh, bottom line is on Thursday night, we got a couple good games. Anything else on a Thursday night card? We'll tackle the rest of them throughout the course of this week. But Thursday night, you got NC State, UConn with a big time number. Wolfpack, expectations for NC State this year. Of <laughs> course, wins. we know that. Yeah, they <laughs> lost their quarter. They lost their quarterback to Kentucky. Yeah. So there's a huge change there. Um, the UConn kind of bounced back a little bit on the scene last year. I, you know, but 14 and a half is just a number that's pushing me away from the game entirely. Yeah, I think it's going to be a lot of NC State's defense and running game, like like always with Dave Turin. You know, obviously you lose the quarterback in Devin Leary, uh, but still they were able to win games without Devin Leary. Devin Leary was hurt a lot last year. So it wasn't like they had Devin Leary the entire time. They had him the beginning of the season, but they even won. They, I even think they beat North Carolina last year, if I remember correctly, at the end of the season, and they did it with a third-string quarterback. So, I mean, NC State's always this baseline good eight-win team. They're always going to yep. make a bowl, always going to be somewhat in contention for the ACC. Uh, so I, I think here uh, it might be one of my bets. I would have to to make sure UConn is bad like I think they are. But NC State, I know, look, they're great up front. They're always great up front, and they're probably going to have a really good running game, even though I think they had a running back transfer out. Uh, but still, they, they have a couple guys there, so the guy transferred out for a reason. Uh, he was yeah, they get a lot of playing time. So, yeah, I, 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 I like NC State. I remember that I got burned because they ended up losing to Syracuse last year. And that was the one game that I was like, all right, Wolfpack, you got my attention. There it is. Cause they beat Florida state. Yep. And then the following week, they ended up losing to Syracuse, which was just in true Wolfpack form. Right. But you're right. They did. But look at this. I mean, with, this consistency is amazing. 2018, nine wins. Um, 2019 was the only bad season they had in the last five, four wins, 2020, eight wins, 2021, nine wins, 2022, eight wins. <laughs> I mean, the most consistent team in college football, the NC State Wolfpack, not the best, but the most consistent.
That's crazy. All right. And uh, the only other game on my card here on DraftKings Sportsbook, Kent State and UCF with a big-time 37-point spread there. 56.5 is your total. Nothing. But that game is at 7 p.m. on Thursday night, and that will be the first game that we're watching. We'll roll right into NC State-UConn. Multiple screens will be going on Thursday. Looking forward to that one. Uh, We will be tackling a lot more for you tomorrow right here on the Daily Ticket. We'll be going over all the Fridays and, of course, Saturday games where we got some really great matchups this weekend. And, of course, all eyes on LSU and Florida State on Sunday. What a great game that's going to be. So let's talk about some of the bigger matchups we have tomorrow. But if you wanted to get in on some of those early Thursday numbers, uh, goes for it right now. Make sure you use DraftKings Sportsbook and be sure to use Brace as the promo code. John Jansen, Sean Brace, once again, daily ticket on a Tuesday. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Peace.